0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Josh, not Mike, as you might be able to tell. And with me tonight is Kevin and Steve. Uh, the Hounds took another three points from Charleston Battery, and uh, we're going to break it all down. But first, gotta get hosting duties and giving you a victory beverage. D- double duty. You did that really well, Josh. Nice. That was yeah. a really yeah, good yeah. intro.
1: It yeah, was. You nailed it.
0: And uh, Victory Beverage uh, reached out to us uh, after our last episode and asked if uh, we wanted more Victory Brewing beers for Victory Beverages. So, uh, yeah, they they did. You had no clue about this. Do you (laughs) not pay
2: attention to our Slack channel, Kevin? He does not. I don't pay attention to (laughs)
0: everyone. Yeah, yeah. One of the listeners, um, his uh, wife, girlfriend, I can't remember, she works as a rep for victory brewing and he was like hey check it out josh is drinking a victory brewing beer for the victory beverage he's like what what and then like that's a good idea let me just reach out and see if they want to always do that so yeah got a free case of beer i mean that's yeah that's awesome nice all it takes did
2: you get any other swag or anything oh yeah got a hat and a
0: shirt i didn't want to wear it all i felt like that might be a little Mm -hmm. bit much (laughs) 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 but uh yeah So, yeah, well, well, first off, we took two weeks off. How's everyone doing? Kev, you doing anything fun? Doing
1: good. Uh, Anything fun? No. Steve, what (laughs) did (laughs) you do?
2: You know, the past two weeks have been surprisingly eventful. Um, Yeah, uh, got my dissertation like proposal document in. Um, So like I sent that off, got my institutional review board approval for it. So I meet with my committee later this week. So I have no clue how that's going to go. Like worst case scenarios, they're going to say, Hey, we want you to write more about these things, right? Like, My advisor says I'm in a good spot. So, um, yeah, I'm working on that. Uh, Last weekend was a lot of fun. Um, Lots of great soccer stuff that we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, But in between some of those soccer things on Sunday, um, I should have brought it in here. It's pretty cool. Um, Did uh, Lord of the Rings uh, extended edition marathon on Sunday. Uh, So, you know, we had Shire veggie omelets with um, Limbus bread. We had ale. We had uh, potatoes. uh, we potatoes, 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 right. potatoes yes. Uh, roasted potatoes um, <laughs> uh, with with roast chicken, with uh, with salt from the Shire, right? Like, so, so we themed it out um, and I invited my boss because he's a big, big Lord of the Rings fan. Um,
0: uh, Getting those brownie like, points, good yeah, job, yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah. So he shows
2: up and he had his, I don't even know how old his daughter is now, 11, I think now. Uh, he had her do a label for a bottle of wine, like the Prancing Pony. So copy that. So I've got on my dining room table prancing pony wine now. That's, that's very cool. So, yeah, yeah. So you know that that's probably the highlight over the past two weeks.
0: Just nerd stuff. <laughs> Just a lot of nerdy things. Yeah, that's I great. went to Kennywood for the first time uh, yesterday. Actually, never been. So yeah, got finally checked that off my Pittsburgher, you know, to do list. I've now been to Kennywood, <laughs> rolled the Thunderbolt, you- and all did that you- stuff. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Got there, Did like, you actually break a rib on the Thunderbolt? I didn't break a rib, but like <laughs> I was not expecting the jerkiness in the one corner, and I had my elbows down at my side, and then as soon as we hit that corner, just like essentially elbowed myself in the rib. I'm like, up, oh, that that hurts a lot now. That's great. So,
2: so I've never been to Kennywood. What it like? Is the Thunderbolt like one of the old school wooden coasters or yes. something like yeah, that? Yeah, okay. it's an
0: old wooden roller coaster. Uh, The most important thing though, not the the rides, no one cares about the rides. I had potato patch, uh, fries. So, uh, yeah. And like legit, I got there right at open, got the fries. There was no line. And then like everyone else I was there with showed up later and around like one o'clock we're like, Oh, let's go get fries from the potato patch. Okay. Two Mm -hmm. hour line almost like an hour and a half line for Mm -hmm. fries. And they waited that line. I'm like, that is like longer than the line for like the steel curtain or whatever the heck that <laughs> ride's called. Oh, like the steel the, phantom or whatever. Yeah. yeah like it, it was like the line for the fries were about as long as the line <laughs> for the freaking like roller coaster that they're known for. So, nice. uh, that was fun. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, we should probably talk about soccer. <laughs> Let's talk about soccer. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're talk about the game that just happened first. uh, Pounds went to Charleston. And it was the first round of the Old Guard Shield, and uh, they won three to two. And yeah, uh, we'll just go first. Your thoughts about the game, uh, Steve? Why don't you go ahead and go first?
2: Uh, I loved everything about how this game ended, and um, feel really good about how, when things didn't go the way that I would have liked to see them go, uh, we saw really good responses from the team. I'm thrilled to see us go down, take the lead, give the lead up for it to be 2-2 and then end up getting that goal for the win at the end. Uh, I I think that shows a fight that I don't think I've been convinced in the past that the Hounds have necessarily had all the time. Uh, And I mean, we'll talk about it, I guess, throughout, right? I mean, we're talking about another two goals from Dixon Um, and not like easy goals. I mean just, I mean, man, Dixon has been on fire and seeing him culminate in that win with that game winner like that was absolutely fantastic for me.
0: Give your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to kind of further echo everything that just Steve mentioned, uh, both points were in my head. Um, Steve mentioned like, okay, us going down in the lead kind of changing hands a, a few times. That pattern was mimicked in Hartford as well. I mean, so the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, with being first in our division and winning what four or five straight, um, it, w- it would from the outside looking at it, it might, it might be easy to think that like we're just kind of steamrolling teams, we're getting up and and just kind of putting putting the game in cruise control and and, and playing really well. In both these games, you know, yeah, we had to show fight and determination to fight back and and get the you know get the go ahead after going down. And so against two good teams. I'm was. i I'm really impressed by Charleston from what I saw, I thought it was a really good game. Similar to what Steve was saying, I thought it was, it's it's one of my favorite kinds of games in that like Charleston scores off a set piece, we get a pen, there's like a dirty goal, there's a, the Dixon's first goal, i.e. our second goal was probably my favorite goal we scored all season. Um, Rivera goes down and, and makes a beautiful cutback, and then you just see this parting of the sea in the 18 where there's just no one around, and Dixon just comes in and just uh, oh, it's perfect. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, to, to, to show that fight now twice back to back against Charleston, uh, and, and Hartford, two teams that I think are, are good. This isn't you know, Loudon, um, <laughs> even though we lost to them, uh, but uh. <laughs> You know that that's that's really inspiring. And then yeah, I mean Dixon. I mean last time we recorded, I think I was talking about I was like, eh, like it, you know we need to get more goals other than Cicerone and Dixon scores four. <laughs> well, <I laughs> and mean- Prez Pre- gets one. And you know mm-hmm. they have yeah I mean they've been playing yeah. incredible.
0: Are, are you upset that uh all of our goals came from forward <laughs> i'm not gonna like let this go ever just so you know <laughs> well i mean Perez got one right anyway someone else wait it was Perez and oh that was the other game that was that... Yeah. right now i'm just talking about charleston uh yeah, yeah it was cicerone yeah. and then uh dixon and dixon again <laughs>
1: I mean look, if it if it happen, whatever. And then if if Dequa now <laughs> scores two more goals, although Dequa's you know, Perez has kind of forced him his way. That's another thing. I've given up on trying to <laughs> figure out formations and like starting I'm like if Lily's got them so well drilled in a system now where like Perez is Perez is one second playing forward and then playing at left back. Same thing with like Cicerone kinda of switching throughout the game. So everything's really fluid really the only constant is like griffin's going to be right in the middle of the field the entire time <laughs> like and outside of that everyone else is kind of all over the place um,
2: i want to i want to on that point uh, in both of the past two games uh, dixon has started as a wing back yeah. like he's been in that wing back position to start the games and been there for the majority of the first 45 minutes in both games and then pushing forward in the second half which is just like not something i expected to see at the beginning of the season. If you were to ask me, that would have been Cicerone doing that. Yeah, it it's, gives it's, him
0: Good Good. Go okay. Uh, I was gonna say uh what's really interesting to think about like we're talking about Cicerone being like the main goal scorer for us. Dixon is at six goals now for the mm-hmm. season and is at eight. So mm-hmm. it it's looking pretty close now. I'm I'm actually really surprised by that. Like obviously these two games mm-hmm. help a lot with that. Um, but just thinking about you know goal distribution between our forwards and our midfield, it's it's not looking too shabby now. Like I I love the fact that a team can't come in and figure out like oh we're just going to close down Cicerone and be fine. Mm-hmm. Like that that's not an option with this team, and that's something that is really great to see for us because it usually does not show up like that. I yeah. also want
2: to point out, they both also have four assists along with fours, so they're involved yeah. on both sides, right? Like, for me, that's really important. I mean, you expect Kenny to be up there at the top of the assist uh, chart for the team, but when both of our forwards are also there while scoring a combined 14 goals between the two of them, that's great to see.
1: Yeah, the the switch for Dixon to go to wing back too, I don't know, it, maybe it works because now it gives him space to run into. I, I mean, I think <laughs> for me he was yeah he has a lot of speed to burn but on top of that he's super intelligent with how he sees the field and how he sees the game progress i mean yeah steve as you just mentioned yeah he can create chances as well he's he's creating chances he's you know getting the assists so dropping him deeper and having him just have more field to play with that is, seems to be working out really well cuz what was Hartford the first game where he played wing back? It feels right. It was the first one where I really
2: noticed it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, previously it's just you know we would almost classically play a more like kind of front three with mm-hmm. Cicerone, Diqua, and and uh, and Dixon, and now it's yeah it's kind of all over the place, and I think you know it all started with Wharton as a wing back. And then he's like, Oh, let's try Dixon. (laughs) It feels like cicerone has been there once or twice as well, in moments, not ever for extended periods of time. But um, this this kind of yeah, this switch and this fluid, this fluidness in in the team structure, it's creating a lot of chances. That's the other thing is, you know, I've said it already on on previous podcasts, this is one of the most entertaining teams I've seen Mm -hmm. For, for the Riverhounds playing a long time we're creating we're creating a lot more chances um than, than we have in, in in the past in both of these games it could have been a lot more um but uh but yeah i mean just just great great games to watch i mean I, I know I, sh- I need to stay on charleston
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you feel like uh I either, just to either one of you the the red card um in the 79th minute did that change the the feel of the game or do you think that the hounds were kind of sitting pretty even before that uh, red card. Uh, and could we have kept the lead without that happening? Uh, Stevie, go ahead and go.
2: Yeah, I, I I mean, I think it made keeping the lead a little easier for sure, well, Yeah, um, I, because we saw it, right? I mean, Charleston found a way to score two goals. Um, I mean, their second one, sure. Like there's the question of, was there a handball? It was really hard to tell. The players on the field seem to think there might've been. Um, but they found a way to get it into the back of the net, right? Like, and if there wasn't a handball before that, it could have been called as a penalty because that contact didn't look any different than the contact that brought Kenny down, right? Like, I mean, if you call the first one, you might have to call that one. It ends up going in the net so that the official doesn't have to make a decision. Um so sure, it definitely made it easier. Um but it only made it easier, I think, because Charleston is a good competitive team that knows how to play. Um, I think we were still on our way at that point to locking things down. We got some of our defensive blunders out of the way very early. Um, uh, things looked a lot better. And I mean, coach had the ability to bring in some defenders off the bench. Um, I, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways this game could have ended, but I'm not going to complain when we play for... 11 minutes plus stoppage up a man when we've got the lead.
1: Yeah. To, to me, it looked pretty well balanced. So I don't think it would have been another question that Charleston could have came back and and equalized. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it didn't feel like it was impending. It didn't feel like Charleston were, were mounting on the pressure. In fact, I remember before the red card happened, I was, I was kind of doing that check of the question that you asked Josh was like, okay, this has been a talking point, you know, for us in the past of when we get to these points in games, you know, how well are we closing it out? And it, it, I don't know, in that moment before the red card, it felt like we were still, you know, extremely combative and, and giving Charleston a lot of issues. It didn't feel like, and it didn't really feel like we were changing anything either. It felt like we were, it didn't feel like we're just putting everyone behind the ball and just sitting there. Like we've seen a few times. Um, maybe not necessarily the season, but, and, and seasons gone by with Lily. Mm-hmm. it felt like we were still kind of just playing our game and, uh, and it was, it was a good game. So anything could happen, but yeah, as soon as the red card went in, uh, it, it definitely felt better.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I guess the other big highlight of this game would be a uh, judge, uh, coming in, uh, as a starter, first time we really seen much from him and then getting subbed out due to injury, right? Yeah, like what, 17, <laughs> yeah. 18 minutes into <laughs> the game. Um, I, yeah, that, one that looked bad uh <laughs> did not look fun for them uh for him and then also I, i'm i'm curious how this game would have been different if judge would have been you know the main uh, stayed in the whole time or if we think uh rivera uh riviera kind of this didn't really make a difference for us or not is there any news
1: on the injury for judge
0: I've not seen anything. I've been trying to keep an eye out. Actually I just started looking before I asked that question, but I did not see anything. So if anyone in the chat has any information, uh, go ahead and let the, uh, let us know. Um, I. So for me,
2: I, I don't know what we would have seen out of Judge, um, but it definitely changed the way the team lined up. Um, it pulled Robinson back into a center back position definitively and put uh, Danny out wide. And once again, Danny was doing things in this game that made headaches for the opposition's defense. Um, I mean, Mike's talked about it that he thinks Danny is the next Ryan James. I don't think he's that good, but I'm perfectly comfortable with him being in any game, uh, whether that's starting or coming in as a substitute. I mean, like last year I was like, okay, I can see the potential. I can see the potential, but he's not there this year. I'm a believer in Danny Rivera to be, a part of the starting 11 anytime.
0: Do you think he's not that good yet? Or do you think it's just a situation where he's not as good? I mean, I,
2: I think that's so hard to tell, right? Like, um, I, I, I don't think I see from him the same ability to be offensively as flexible in the center of the field. Um, but he's got the speed, he's got the fight. Um, I I think the biggest difference is he seems to be a little lighter on his feet, which can be good in some ways, but it can be detrimental because he's gonna get knocked around a little bit more. Um, Whereas Ryan James, like he could take a beating, I felt like.
1: Yeah, the way you were talking about Rivera there, Steve, I felt like he was like running for office. He's like, I believe in Ryan James. (laughs) 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 Not Ryan James, Rivera. Um, (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) 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 <laughs> going back, <laughs> go, going back to going back to, to Judge. I mean, without the, without any news on his injury, just to speak about that really quick. I mean, that is pretty wild. I mean, so what? He he goes off because he goes up for a 50-50, mm-hmm. an aerial duel, clashes heads, blood, and you know he gets his head wrapped, and he goes back out and keeps playing. I guess first of all, I mean the, the commentators are making a note that like. I don't know if he was actually doing this or they were just interpreting it, but, like, he was trying not to get blood on the jersey. He was, like, leaning over as he was
0: walking off. It the looked field. like it. I mean, it looked like he was, <laughs> uh, you know, conscious of that decision.
1: Which, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, take care of yourself. Like, who cares if you get a little blood on your jersey? But, like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, <laughs> show, show props to the uh, jersey that Kenny may or may not have designed. I think Kenny still did the black maybe not the white ones i don't
0: know
2: well, isn't um, it though that they'd have to change the jersey if yes got blood that's on why it? so they would have
0: to change the jersey if they got blood on it and who knows what a we have a jersey <laughs> just, <laughs> I, well, i'm sure we do but it's, it's just gonna be a blank jersey sure. and more importantly though it's gonna cause him to have delay to come back on the mm-hmm. field because they're gonna have to like switch out his jersey and all that kind of stuff so it's uh, yeah but he's it, bleeding from the head Josh. i'm not <laughs> like, saying <laughs> it's the forefront of your mind that's what you should care about i'm just saying i know why he cared about yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but it is interesting because he gets taken off and it, that's a I think that's the first instance we have mm-hmm. of a uh, concussion protocol sub because I, I think they were saying what? that we had another sub. Mm-hmm. Even though we used uh, okay. four or yeah, we used uh did we use all five or did we only use four? I just forgot. I think
2: we used five. We didn't yes. take advantage of the concussion sub.
0: Yeah, they were saying that we could yeah. use another sub because of the concussion protocol uh sub. Um, from the denouncers I believe that that's what they were saying.
1: Well, and from the injury too, I think what, what, what was kind of telling to me is the fact, you know, so he go, gets his head wrapped, goes on, plays a little mm-hmm. bit more, and then goes down again. And my interpretation is he kind of looks at the sideline and just, like, kind of points to his head, like, as if to say, like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> like, like usually, like, I don't know, if you get an ankle sprain or you twist your knee and you're, or a hamstring pulled or whatever, you're like, I, just, I can't run. Like, I, I can't do it. With head injuries, it's just like, like it's too painful. Like you can't think straight. That's like serious stuff. And so it's pretty, it's pretty telling that he gets that injury and then tries to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, you know, this head injury is too is too tough. I, have, I mean, that's that's pretty wild that he even stepped back out. Is, is mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. And I'm hoping it's not too serious. Um, yeah. But
0: and but, uh, I'm hoping it's not a situation where the you know medical staff didn't catch on to the fact yeah. that he did have concussion cuz that's that's what's scary cuz yeah a player's going to want to go back out there and play no matter what like yeah. they're they're going to try to you know tough it out but when it comes to head injury there should be the protocols in place which they are, sh- are supposed to be that make it so like they can check and be like nope concussion you yeah. can't play anymore even yeah. even cuz they're going to want to play and yeah. they, they should not absolutely play. So it, it was scary, and it is one of those situations where I'm hoping he's fine. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get some answers with that. Uh, I don't think we're doing the press conferences right now because of the fact that we have so many midweek games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when we're going to find out, but hopefully uh, Hounds can come out with some information. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to talk about with this game before we move on to the Hartford?
1: Just a really good game. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. well-thought away game, had everything yeah. in it. High scoring, all types of goals. Had a red card. We come out three points and old guard shield points. I've been really followed it. I don't really understand how it works, but yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> just good. the
0: last two games, home and away, okay. and whoever has the best results out of those two gets to keep or gets to win the the shield. Right now, Hounds have it from last year. Uh, it's sitting downstairs in my room, actually, in the the library right now. Do so, we have
2: tiebreakers uh, on that?
0: There is. It's on the website. I can't remember them. They have it all figured out on the old guard.
2: Uh, I mean, the reality is the Hounds just need to make sure they don't lose the next game against Charleston so that you don't have to go through the process of packing it up and shipping it, right?
0: Yeah, that, that thing's really heavy. It's going to be a pain to <laughs> the ship. I'm not looking forward to it if I have to. So I'm really glad we won this game. That's, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Uh, another great win uh, was against Hartford. Uh, another three goals for the Hounds. <clears throat> another two goals from Dixon. Uh, and this one was at home. Mm-hmm. I was unfortunately away on vacation, so I was not able to watch it live, but it sounded great from, you know, watching it on the stream. Uh, Kevin, any takeaways for this one? If you can there, even remember it. I can remember it. Right. It, was, it
1: was, it was, it was, very American of you. to be like, unfortunately I was on vacation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's true, in that's the true. context of watching this, yeah. you know, watching this game for sure. But, um, I mean, yeah, once again, I mean, similar narratives of, you know, we go down, we score, Dixon gets two goals. Um, also, before talking about, like, how the actual game played out, um, I mean, for me, I always, you know, even though I don't get to go to the games, home games are always just nice to see the Pittsburgh fans in the stadium, nice to see Heimark, and it looks really good on, on the stream. I mean, it looks like a lot of fans are, are there. Um, the other thing, you know, it's not – I think watching from afar for so many years you know i i I have a sense of what the stadium capacity tends to look like with a certain number of people in it i get a sense of like you know the steel army is going to be always like more into it than the main stand if that's Mm -hmm. the name of it or whatever um but i like this this season it feels like especially in the hartford game It, it, I don't know. On the stream, it looks like a lot more of the main stand people are really getting into it. Chances go, and they're like throwing their hands up, and not just like a few, but like everyone there, everyone's engaged. Mm -hmm. I remember going to Pirate Games as a kid, and you just sit there and you like bring a book and you just read. (laughs) 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 And you're just just there, and like, you're just like, ah, it has a nice view of the city. It's It's a nice, sunny day, and you know, get some nachos, hang out with some friends. This, it looks like everyone's there to really care about the team and care about the game and they're engaged and they're involved. And it, it looks, you know, more full than in, in previous seasons. So, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are for um, attendance numbers uh, this season compared to previous seasons, but um, from the streams, it looks great. Uh, but anyway, go, but going back to the, to like what happened on the field, I mean, calling out again, Dixon's first goal. I mean, it was a great goal, but even though I think like, Charles Char- Dixon's goal at Charleston, where Rivera gets to the end line and cuts it back and, you know, sees part and he, and he puts it in, Even though it's probably like my favorite goal. Dixon's goal in this game with Williams delivery from like, you know, 30 yard That cross from Williams was <laughs> amazing. Like perfect, perfect, perfect cross. One of the best crosses I've seen uh, anyone give. Um, Kenny level if not if not better and you know I'm not saying Williams is like the new Beckham or whatever but like seriously like from that deep from that angle to have that vision and have that ability to curl curl that ball and it was just begging to be to be attacked by Dixon Mm -hmm. and and Dixon you know in that wing back role again has that availability to kind of come out from a wide position and cut in rather than trying to influence from from the center where you know that Dequa and and you know, even the likes of uh Cicerone or even Velarde, I think have have a, a better kind of influence over it as well as Kenny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean just great game, great goals. everyone seemed engaged. I think the only thing that uh maybe was slightly disappointing with you know just how well he played, you know, I kind of forgot that we we get our second goal in like the eighty second minute. It, it, you know w- with this three one win and just how how many chances we created. Mm-hmm. From memory, it felt like we we had this game kind of locked up a lot earlier, and then we score, you know, goal in the 82nd and 87th or something, I think. Um, but yeah, great game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I loved everything about this game. Um, <clears throat> there, there's a guy on Reddit somewhere in the USL sub that, like, puts together a attendance tracker. Um, so Beful. it's a pretty cool yes. resource. Um but according to like what he's got in there, and I think he takes it from the USL match reports, um, this was our highest attended home game of the season, um, nice. which is fantastic thirty or three thousand eight hundred plus people in the stands. Um, and I was getting nervous because, um, like, I walked in with my food from that new tailgate zone thing, which was fine. It happened, the new session copper, which tastes pretty similar to the old session copper. Um, <laughs> um, uh, And I walked in and I got up to my seat and I'm looking down at where the majority of the Steel Army sit and it's real sparse. And I'm like, oh man, what's going on today? Um, And it took about five minutes into the game, but I mean, it packed out that section and looked over at the grandstand. The grandstand was really full. Um, So the environment was just great. It was loud, it was electric. It was a really nice night as well. So it wasn't overly hot um, really comfortable night in the stadium. Um, but then you got to watch what happened on the field and yeah, I agree. I mean, everything that I saw in this game, um, I, I like what we talked about with the last game in terms of how we fought back. Um, and while we did have uh, a comeback win in this one as well, it didn't feel the same way. And I think a big part of that is, uh, what we did with the ball, right? Like we gave up a goal, um, and it wasn't because like we did something wrong but they caught us on the counter it was a good counter good fast break they broke our line got it but it came right after we had almost had a beautiful opportunity that Cicerone uh shot and it just quite wasn't there um but the build-up to that play was fantastic um right and I I disagree with with Kev in terms of uh the better goal I think this was the better Nixon goal <laughs> But, like, I mean, they were both great Dixon goals, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like, like I just really like this one a lot. But um, is
1: first or second? The one by Williams? or Yes. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: not going to answer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about the the ones from open play, uh, obviously the first one, right? But yeah. the second one where it was a little more messy and all of a sudden he came out of nowhere and popped up and I was, I was like, wait, where did he come from? Um, and that was kind of what I tweeted out mid-game was like, that, or I guess late game, um, like, he came out of nowhere on that goal, um, and I didn't see it coming at all. Um, like, he ran in from the side, out of view, because I was watching over where the ball was, and all of a sudden, the ball is there, Dixon is there, the ball's in the back of the net. Um, it was beautiful to watch, um, and and it was electric in the stadium with a feeling, which was absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, I was worried about this game at first. Uh, you know, that first half was not the greatest feeling uh, as far as watching on the stream. Uh, no goals from us, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're behind. It's feeling like maybe it's going to be one of those games where we just can't break through. Um, but then, yeah, the second half got going fast with mm-hmm. that uh, Dixon goal. And then from there, it felt like we were in it and it was definitely, you know, the momentum was on our side. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was it was great to see the stands uh, kind of repeating what Kevin said there. It, 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 watching from the, you know, uh, watching the stream, not really mm-hmm. usually getting that view um, of Highmark. Uh, it was impressive looking, and it was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have much more to add about this game, just other than the fact that it is a little bit concerning seeing our goals against right now. Like, it, it feels like it's, it's, it's creeping up there. Uh, between these two games and just kind of thinking about, you know, where we've been defensively in the past, but that's kind of been the case all season. I don't really think that's anything new and uh, we're we're still getting results. And uh, yeah, I guess that's, can't really complain too much.
1: That's an interesting talking point though too, because like, I can't, I don't think, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't, I don't remember us. I mean, because even Charleston, Charleston was a bit odd, but it, we're not getting peppered. You know, Vitello isn't having to make six, seven saves a game. It, it, it. From from memory, it feels like the teams that we are playing, when they score, they they have like an eighty, you know, eighty percent conversion rate or something. Like I, the Loudon game, the Loudon game that we lose, you know, he hits a screamer from like thirty yards. Like, how many times is he going to hit that? Um, And, you know, in in the Hartford game, I don't remember Vitiello making a lot of saves. Let me, I'm trying to pull up stats here real quick to see. I mean, Hartford had two shots on net, one of them goes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, look, earlier in the season, I'm not saying, you know, maybe, not I don't know. A few games ago, Vitiello still has a a big role to play with, like, high-line activities coming out, being aggressive, clearing the ball off. He, He did that a few times um in in these two games that we're talking about here but i remember early in the season him making uh, him making a lot more saves and him him getting like man the match performances he's not necessarily doing that now so i don't know i i don't know if it's a chicken and the egg thing i mean this is probably the first season look i mean i think i think our center backs have been playing well you know williams robinson v Kilwine. i i wouldn't say any of them like aren't good enough to start but i mean they, they don't have that personality of that like that kind of presence of center backs that we're used to in the past, you know, three or four seasons. Um, maybe at the beginning of the season, that was something that we were concerned about, uh, and we were like, eh, "Like he'll figure it out. He's just, like, we don't need any good center backs. It's a lily team. Like we'll just be strong defensively. Everyone defends." Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing yeah you're right josh even though we're you know we're winning but are we giving up a lot of chances i don't know is it is it the center backs that are at fault is it midfields that are at fault? i don't know it's i don't i don't have an answer to it but it is interesting
0: good steve you, you wanted to say something well, I, see I
2: i just i don't know either um but i look at what's happened this season and i see that we've played 17 games and we've only got four clean sheets So sure, maybe we're not getting peppered. Um, Maybe, I mean, maybe this would look different with a different keeper. Um, Again, I I come back to, I think we have a good set of players in individual skill defensively. I don't know that I feel we have the strong leadership that we've had in the past. Um, And I feel like it's taken until more recently but i really felt like the defenders are really starting to gel together. But even with that, we've still had a pretty tumultuous back line. Um, we started to get into a rhythm, uh, and then Williams got called up for a couple games as a substitute player for the Gold Cup, right? Um, uh, Peters was gone already for that, right? Um, and then Robinson is coming in, and out and then we try to judge this game and he has to go out as or the game after this right like so defense is still i think my biggest area of concern um and not that i feel like we can't be good defensively but we're not where we've been in the past right so i think the reason that i felt so comfortable coming into this season was oh yeah video is a great keeper and i don't want to take anything away from danny i think he's a he's a good good usl keeper But I think he really benefited from the players in front of him last year that aren't here this year. Um, And we're still trying to find how to get to that same level in front of him. I think where we're having a better outcome is getting to that line of our defense is happening much less frequently because we're controlling the ball and we're having a lot more possession. And we've got players like Danny Griffin that are just breaking things up like crazy in the midfield. And that's making the biggest difference for us defensively.
0: So it's funny to say, because like with Videolo, I actually feel like Vidiello is probably one of the best keepers we've had. Um, uh, not counting Zach Steffen, I guess. Uh, but. <laughs> didn't <laughs> Did he? he play in the Community
1: Shield or whatever over the weekend?
0: Okay. I think, I think Steffen started didn't for he, City.
1: Didn't he
2: lose in the Community Shield? Didn't let yeah, it, Lester win that? <laughs>
1: so,
0: but are really well. I watched the highlights, and yeah. he saved a lot of shots.
2: I, I didn't. I just saw the outcome.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, we're talking about a guy who's playing in the Premier League. (laughs) So, uh, obviously, he's a good keeper compared to a USL keeper. But uh, the point still stands. I think Vidiello has actually been one of the more stronger parts of our back line. Um, That might be colored just by the fact that he's had to do more. So, therefore, I'm seeing his skill more. Um, And so that makes me feel good. But we've let in 18 goals in 17 Mm -hmm. games. So, it's a situation where, you know, you don't want to see a goal every game or more than a goal every game mm-hmm. um but we should probably actually speaking of that let's bring up the standings because you know there is a lot to be happy about we, we are in first place right now last five games we have no losses four wins uh and we're sitting at 33 points um something to keep in mind is number of games played uh mm-hmm. good news is tampa bay is no longer that far off as uh, as uh how many games they played and so they're they're the only ones that are like really close to us as far as you know within one game distance. Uh, they're at thirty points. We're at thirty three. Um, anything worried about? Happy about with this table? Other than the fact that we're in first place, so obviously you should be happy. <laughs> Kev, I,
1: I I don't know. I mean, it's great. I, I, like I, I'm trying to pick out areas where we, we need to be concerned i mean what we have miami coming up and you know their level their level on games played with us and they're six points behind um i'm trying to think i'm trying to see like a separation of the pack um you know loudon and, and the red bulls are, are down in the basement that's not really going to happen then you have charlotte okay fine they still have two games in hand but they're still let's say they win both of those i mean well i don't know then they're seven points off us which doesn't seem insane <laughs> and charleston uh charleston in a similar way and i really like what i saw from charleston i think they have a lot more to say about how the season's going to run out and you know to have charlotte charleston and Hartford all in 15 games played while we're sitting at 17 and, and the gap you know not being 20 points or anything um yeah, I mean, this it's still way too early to call. But I mean, I think the best thing we have on our side is, is like, you know, sure, this is the standings, but our, you know, the form table, we're well and truly, you know, right. ahead of everyone right now on as far as how well we're playing. Um, and it just kind of goes back to, I think I, I just, no matter what happens at the beginning of next season, if Lily is still the manager, and if, you know, our players' ins and outs are in ruin, and if you know we we don't do well the first seven games, I just need to shut up and just say like, nope, he's gonna figure it out in the middle of the season because that's that's what happened at the beginning of the season. I was worried, and uh, he's like, well, I, and I say he's gonna have to produce a mid a mid season run, and you know, sure enough, he's doing it, and we and we look incredible.
0: Steve, before uh, we get to your thoughts on it, one second, uh, yeah. if Lily is still our manager, what, I don't know what, what oh, kind man, of what kind of. Bad mojo are you bringing on to this podcast right now? <laughs> if Lily is still our manager. All right. Look, that's all
1: this I wanted to say. who saw a global pandemic coming. All right. That's all I'm saying. Like, all right. Okay. So. Let's
0: <laughs> Steve, thoughts on the table?
2: Um, I, I feel way better about the table than I did like a week and a half ago. Right? Like, I mean, these were two really important games and getting six points out of these past two games is huge. Um, not only do we jump into first, but we've separated ourselves in particular from Hartford who has all those games in hand right now, they've only got two games in hand and they're so far below us that even if they win those games in hand, uh, they still have to do better than we do for the rest of the season. Um, so right. Like the only team that can catch us on points, with games in hand is Tampa Bay. We play them two more times. Uh, Miami's a little bit farther behind. We play them three more times. Um, The next three games, right? Like we play Tampa Bay, Miami, and Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, I believe in those next three games. So these are three important games coming up as well. Um, But if we continue at this pace, I mean, we're picking up five, six, seven points.
1: Out of- we continue at this pace. We're going like, to blow right, everyone away. <laughs> right,
2: right. But it's like, I mean, at some point, right, like, like we're not going to be on uh, winning all but one game in a month. We're not going to be a, a tie and four wins out of our last five. At some point, right? Like something's going to give, somebody's going to score wonky goal. It's the USL, right? Like yeah. things don't always go according to plan. Um, we're going to drop points between now and the end of the season, um, as are other people. Um, so playing against the top half of the table playing well against those teams puts us in a really good position. Um and we see where we are at the end, right? Like, like if we're not at the top of the table at the end of the season, um, and it's because we've lost games that like we played well and other teams just found a way to beat us, like, yeah, I'll be upset, but it's not like I'll feel like well, I did like Kevin said at the beginning of the season where it's like, what the heck is going on with this team?
0: All right. Uh, I feel real good about in, the team. I'm going to bring in a, a viewer question here. JF asks if we stay in the top three going into the playoffs, what are your spe- expectations? Uh, Kevin.
1: Man, it's so hard, right? I mean, because of, of, of our history going into the playoffs. Um, I think the difference is if we stay in the top three expectations, going into playoffs, Oh, man. Because Oh, look, okay. So when we go in the playoffs historically.
0: We don't do well. Yeah,
1: we don't. <laughs> we, we don't do well. But also the setup the team, right, is, you know, we're stronger defensively and we have a high conversion rate going forward. That narrative's kind of flipped this season where, you know, we've already talked about the goals against. We've talked about, mm-hmm. Steve, you made the point, and I just kind of want to re- reiterate it in a slightly different way. Yeah, it seems like the leadership on the team is further up the field. Um, the leadership is with, you know, Kenny, obviously, but, it, you know, Cicerone, Dixon, they they carry some kind of weight and swagger with them and the expectation that they know they have, they're, you know, they, they're going to perform that day. Um, and so, I mean, in a sporting thing, right, like the idea of being a bit top heavy and, you know, just outscoring your opponent. Usually when you get in the postseason, that doesn't bode too well for you. You know, you want it like championships or build on defense or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think the other, the, the, the counter to that is I've never seen a team, a Riverhounds team create this many chances in open play. Um, and that's, I, I, they're doing it at a rate and in a way that I haven't seen any other USL team mm-hmm. do that we've come up against um so that's really encouraging um i think the other thing not only sure fine a a lot a lot of players kind of go in and out but it is if we make it into the postseason that's another year of of experience that that players who have been here build upon you know know they're you know they've been there done that lily obviously has that experience also kind of like as a fan base we have that experience right it's Mm -hmm. like it's kind of un, like untold but to know what it feels like to have a postseason game as a, as a as a collective of fans that's different too and and that kind of it sets a tone in, in the stadium and in the conversations that we have as, as a fan base so i mean another year into the playoffs if, if we can make it we're all a bit more experienced you know the team creates a lot of chances obviously i'm gonna be you know optimistic about about how we do um and and yeah i mean the only other team, especially in the Eastern conference that I'm, I'm necessarily kind of having my eye on is obviously Louisville. Um, but, uh, but yeah, see what happens with that.
2: I, I appreciate what you said there, right? Like, So I take a look at it. Kenny's producing two chances a game. Uh, if we look at Kenny, Dixon and Cicerone combined, we're getting four and a half chances per game from those three players. Um, I'd have to go back and look at past seasons but that seems to be way more especially outside of kenny that we're getting per game um and you said it right like we've had defensive teams well we haven't been getting far into the playoffs we've made it to the second round once in the past three seasons um so you know this team looks a lot different i'm most concerned about the defense I'm not concerned about where our goals are coming from this season. And in the past, that's what I've been worried about. Where are we going to score goals against really good defensive teams? This year, we're scoring good goals. We're scoring a lot of goals against good defensive teams. We've put goals in against Tampa Bay. We've put goals in against Hartford. We've put goals in against Charleston. We've put goals in and got the uh, monkey off our backs with Charlotte, right? Like, we're beating the teams that have historically been teams that I've not been convinced that we can always beat consistently, but we're doing that now. So come on, bring Louisville on. Um, If things stay the same, uh, we probably won't see Louisville until we get to an Eastern Conference semifinal if both of those teams stay where they are and go through the playoffs, right? So I'd love to see Louisville in a semifinal in the Eastern Conference. Bring that on. And if we win that, fantastic. If we don't, it's a learning experience. We move forward. Um, uh, also, there, there's it, a lot of experience. Right? Like, like I'll be really disappointed, but let's go and let's have that as the challenge, right? Like, like, And take that step where if we're losing to Louisville, it's not in the first or second round. It's in a semifinal. And we're being competitive. We're not losing games like we have where we just don't show up to play. I don't feel like we're going to be in a position where we're not going to show up to play in the playoffs at this point. So my expectations are really high. We should be a top one or two team in the Eastern Conference at the end of the playoffs, if not in the
1: USL. The, the experience too, right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't a team where we're relying on a midfield made up of Mertz, Griffin, and Velarde, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like the the average age alone of our forwards, you know, Cicerone mm-hmm. I think is over 27. And Odiqua is up there mm-hmm. and, and same thing with Dixon. Kenny, you know, is is a is very experienced, this, this sounds like I'm just saying they're all old. It's <laughs> I'm saying, not saying that. Um, but he you know, like, <laughs> is very experienced. That was a good save. I like that. Good job. Good job. Continue. <laughs> and, like Todd Wharton, one of my favorite moments. Um, I think it was against uh, Charleston. Um, Lily to just there was a point in the game where he just kept talking to Todd, kept talking to Todd, kept talking to Todd, and there was a moment where it, like it was during play. Todd's in the midfield. And you can like Lily's yelling at something and Todd literally just looks over like, like what? Like, what do you <laughs> want me to do? Like, yes. <laughs> like, he was like, he was like uh, reacting like a kid who was being yelled at by their parents. Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, oh, I'm, trying. Um, and this I'm not trying. I'm not touching from- him, okay? He's uh, <laughs> making it up. <laughs> <laughs> like the scene from Morton was just really funny. So yeah, I mean, this this team has a lot of experience, um, which is which is really good. And I think is, is different from the past.
2: Yeah. And- and it's got a lot of experience with players that are not the players we're used to seeing with the experience right like it's been the kenny forbes show in terms of historic and returning riverhounds right like um dovers only played eight games this season we get him back on the field at some point right like that's bringing in more leadership and more experience I um, not that that. the that question rest. is like. But is he even going to be able to find a spot at that point with exactly. as well as players like Rovira and Robinson are playing, right? Like, I was excited about the Robinson signing, not because I actually thought he was going to be good enough to supplant Dover, but if he did, great. That makes Dover have to work harder. But he was going to push Dover. And now I'm not convinced that when Jordan is healthy, his starting spot is automatic anymore. And that's a really good thing to have with a player of Jordan Dover's quality. Sorry, Jordan, I love you, man. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. All right. Well, let's look uh, at the game ahead so we do have a midweek game against the miami fc uh last time we played them we drew one to one uh with that goal against us coming from francois i am not looking forward to seeing him again <laughs> as much as i love francois uh it's not fun to play against him uh are you guys concerned about this game especially coming off the fact that we are you know playing a midweek game after a hard charleston game and this is just the beginning of the slog uh for the hounds for the next couple of weeks uh kevin nah we're home um <laughs> i love that confidence i love it all right
1: yeah no i mean but look if 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 this isn't the time to show confidence, I literally don't know when. When else? That's like fair. the only the only other difference would be if Miami was, you know, where Loudon is at the table. Mm-hmm. There's there's really no. I mean, we're not only have we won four straight, but like we're we're playing well, right? I've, I we've all experienced those points in the past where you get on a run, and it feels like you know in 2 out of the 4 games you got lucky a ball bounced your way but this does not feel like that case we we've, we've deserved every win that we've had we've created chances we're mm-hmm. playing really well we're we are we're clicking mm-hmm. uh in a way that we haven't all season and so we're playing well we're home and in the Charleston game I and mean, we saw some rotation not mm-hmm. a ton but some i mean there the some some players got in and out there was a lot of subs um and and kind of formation shifts mm-hmm. and everything so I, I'm I'm convinced enough that we'll, we'll it won't be, I mean I don't even know what this is anymore. I don't I don't know what our, you know, flat out best eleven is. Um, it probably won't be that, but it'll be pretty close. One or two players where I might be like ah, I wish maybe he was in for 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 him, but um, this this will still be a strong team after what we saw out of Charleston. Uh, so no, I I feel pretty good about this. I, I mean, all of that is within the context. Of, of not having watched Miami much at all all this season and not really knowing what they're doing other than what they're where they're at on the table. Yeah.
2: I so for me this game I feel pretty confident about. I feel like there was enough rotation for Friday's game that we can field a really strong nine out of our top eleven players. Whatever as Kevin said, whatever that may be, right? Like like we're gonna have of our top. 14 players, Those 11 of those players will be on the field. Um, uh, What concerns me is we've got Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday coming up. And with the rotation that we had this past Friday, it makes me think and makes me hope that Coach Lilly is planning on putting out the stronger lineups in the Wednesday games against the Florida teams. Um, And maybe the rotational game is... The Saturday game uh, against Charlotte. Um, that's what I want to see. Um, I mean, you start looking down at what our players have been doing, though. I mean, out of 17 games, we've got six players that have played in all 17 games. Danny Griffin starting all 17 games, um, uh, playing the majority of those games, only getting subbed off one time, right? So that's for me the biggest concern going forward is at what point does Griffin need a little bit of a rest? Um, maybe that's Saturday. I hope it's Saturday, not Wednesday. Um, but we should be able to beat this team. Uh, like, let's be real. We, we tied that game and it felt like a really, it felt like we lost one, one in that game last time, uh, mainly because of how the goal happened and who scored the goal. Um, and I'm sitting there after the fact, like, in the moment after the fact, like, like okay, like, how many times have I seen Francois take a shot like that and put it in the side net? Why does he do it when it's against us as opposed to for us, right? Like, but you know what? Every once in a while, he would put those in for us. Um, am I convinced that, that, that he's that much better of a player that he's going to do that consistently? I haven't watched Miami's highlights, but I'm not from what I saw with him last year. Um, I'm not that afraid of him. He's fast, but... Sometimes this touch is good. Sometimes it's not. For me, it's go out and score our goals and rely on our defense, rely on Vittiello to come up with a big save. Hopefully, if he makes a blunder, which he seems to be more prone to making a blunder a game, it doesn't cost us. Last game, it didn't. Uh, Hopefully this game, it doesn't, and we can go out and score two or three goals.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I am a bit concerned just because of, of Miami, uh, you know, with Francois as a fast team uh, and we're kind of, you know, susceptible to the, the, the breakaway, of, like getting in behind our defense. That can be something we have to look out for, um, especially with this defense. But on the other hand, we're playing great. And this isn't like, you know, four, three games into a, a compact schedule where, you know, all of our subs have been rotating in constantly, and we're we're running on fumes. This is like the first game where we're you know midweek game of mm-hmm. a a rough couple of uh, mm-hmm. games coming up because we have like what was it like Friday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So like we yeah. have some rough games, but yeah. this is this should be doable. Uh, and I'm, I mean, the only thing that really does kind of concern me is the fact that this is going to be a tougher team that we're playing because it is they're 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 in third place so i mean they're obviously good <laughs> so
1: well, and and digging into their recent results you know doing some research um <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i know um what like they their past eight games have been pretty good they've won six lost one drew one um their form has been pretty decent but it also looks like they're not great away from home um, it looks like they're pretty strong at home, and then when they go away, it's a little suspect. So um, that could be something in our favor as well.
0: Yeah, I, like it, it's definitely a winnable game. I I only am a little bit concerned by their speed, and um, I'm not going to do a, a mic and ask for an over-under here, but uh, does Francois score against us again? Yay or nay? Nah. No. I like that. Nah, No. Nah. Not in our house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about with this
1: game coming up? Quick note, not necessarily about Miami, but I, I just wanted to point out, was this Perez's first goal? Second. I, oh, and second goal? Second, okay. Second yeah. Goal. Yeah. We've got, right.
2: like, I, I looked at it earlier. I don't remember it now, but we've got um, quite a few players um, with multiple goals. Um, right which is just great to see. What is it? Uh, yeah. Seven players with two or more goals, uh, this season.
0: Um, yeah. Prez has two goals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I kind of wanted to point it out. I mean, he, he, he's been playing really well as of late. He's been a really important part of the, of the, of the team. And just like, yeah, when he scores that goal, um, you could see he turns back, you know, to to the, to the fans and the stands and he's just like reveling in it. Right. He's like, yeah, like he, like, he does like the hand motion where he's like, let me hear it kind of thing. And, and it was just great to to see stuff like that. Can we be (laughs) real about that goal?
2: I mean, it was a beautiful individual play. I mean the way he took that ball down made that turn and found that space, like it was a tight angle. It was quick and, uh, he needed to get it exactly right to actually score. And he did like, I, I think that's exactly the things that uh, we heard when uh, coach was on the show in the off season about why Perez was so high uh, on his expectations and why the other players uh, kept bringing up uh, Luis. Like just that really to me, was like that. that's what we've been wanting to see all season and waiting to see. And there yeah. it was, and it was great. Yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, we had some more stuff on the agenda just in case we had a fill-up time. But, of course, we didn't really need to because we talk a lot. Um, so <laughs> I, I do yeah. want to point out one of them. Uh, you know, I, I, I wrote in here uh, the huge signing news of the year, biggest news in soccer this month, Josh Sargent to Norwich City. Uh, that's that's fantastic news. You know, American player in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love it? Um, oh, and some about Messi, but who cares about Messi? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, oh, and I I, I I found it interesting that, you know, the week Mike doesn't show up is the week that uh, Villa have some stuff going on. You so. mean Villa has <laughs> lots and lots of money to spend? Yeah, and <laughs> lost
2: their, lost their messy to uh, <laughs> <lost> the <best laughs> to, to city. I mean, we can talk about, about the Premier League, but uh, I'm just feeling real good about next season. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah all right well hey
2: hey hey the u.s men's national team beat mexico in a final for the second time this summer okay that's what kept off my weekend last last weekend that's freaking awesome like (laughs) talk about dos acero that's the (laughs) ultimate dos acero
0: there we go (laughs) (laughs) all right wrapping up here uh Help support the podcast by going to mongols.com and click on support the show to become a Patreon follower. Uh, Weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. Uh, Check out Roughneck Scarves at roughneckscarves.com. They make scarves. They're pretty cool. Uh, Check out Icarus FC at icarusfc.com. They make kits. They're pretty cool. Uh, Check out the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. They make podcasts. They're pretty cool. And uh, yeah, (laughs) thanks, everyone. Talk to you very, very soon.
2: Cheers. Josh, you're pretty cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to go out. All right. See you guys later.